Namaste. I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in beautiful San Diego. Thank you so much for subscribing to this channel. Please make sure that you like the video you've just watched and consider making a contribution on our app or on our website. It's really easy to do. And thank you in advance for that support. It does make a difference. So this morning, I want to talk to you about Mary. You know, the Christmas story, two weeks from today, right? Christmas. The years are getting shorter and shorter, aren't they? I mean, if this is the ending of 2022. I don't know where the last several of them went. But anyway, anyway, Christmas, right, right before us. And, you know, we think about so many things at Christmas time, things that we need to do or want to do, things we want to give, things we want to get. Hopefully somewhere in the midst of all of that, we remember kind of what it's all about, right? You know, and we, we call back to mind the, the, the stories and the characters of the Christmas story. Last week I talked to you about the gift of Joseph and what Joseph kind of invites us into in terms of living our, our lives. And I want to look at Mary this morning. I want to look at Mary. And, you know, in unity, what I know to be true is most people who find their way into unity have come from some form of Christianity, whether it's Catholicism or some branch of the Protestant uh, religion. Most people who find their way into unity do come through a, a Christian, Christian roots. And so, especially if you come out of a Catholic background, Mary is kind of a central figure, right? Almost in some ways seemingly as central as Jesus. Now, I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church. I grew up in, in the Lutheran Church. Um, but I've always felt a, a pull toward Mary. And even more so when I became a mother many years ago, a pull toward Mary. And, you know, I think about the beauty of the Christmas song, Mary, did you know? How many do you like that, that song? Isn't it? I mean, there's a magic to that song. Mary, did you know? Did you know about this baby that you were holding in, in your arms? Did you know what he was destined to do or to be? If you join us for our Christmas Eve candlelighting service, you know that almost without fail every year, even though we're not a traditionally religious and traditionally Christian church per se, not like the mainline Christianity, is we feature the song Ave Maria. And I believe there's something beautiful to me about, about Mary. And though I do not believe, I do not believe in a literal virgin birth, I do wonder about Mary. I wonder about, you know, she didn't know that we and people like us would be sitting 2,000 years later drawn together because of this baby that she gave birth to. She didn't know that. And wherever you are in the spectrum of how you look at the characters of the Christmas story, how you look at Mary, how you look at Joseph, how you look at Jesus, what we can't deny is that there was something, something in this baby who grew to be a man, who walked the earth, who spoke and taught and had relationships and friendships that had to have been significant. 
that we still talk about him today. We argue about him, we fight about him, and we could go down that path. But back to Mary, here, a woman, flesh and blood woman, holding this baby. Mary, did you know? Well, what can we learn from her? And when we think about the little bits of the story that we have in Scripture, what can we pull from that that might invite us to live our lives in a more meaningful and significant way. To me, Mary being the mother of Jesus, to me, it's a birth story mystically. And the way she moved through some of that with the little bits and pieces that we have in scripture, I think can speak to us in terms of anything that we might want to bring forth in our life. A goal, a dream, a significant change in our life. How, how do we navigate that? How do we nurture that and allow that to become alive in our life? And so yesterday, I was going back over my notes again and thinking about Mary. Three words stood out to me. I'm calling them the three T's. <laughs> three words stood out to me about her that I think really can help us when we think about whatever might be important to us that we want to bring forth in our life. Trust, treasure, and timing. Trust, treasure, and timing. Mary had to trust God, Mary had to trust Joseph. Any woman that's given birth knows there's a point you just have to trust. Mary had to trust. She had to trust. Mary treasured. One of my favorite lines in the story of Mary is she pondered these things in her heart. I like the word ponder. We don't use that word very much in, in language today, but I really like that. When was the last time you pondered about something? It has a different feel, doesn't it, than you're know, really thinking through it and trying to figure it out. To ponder, say the word ponder with me. Ponder, to ponder. And then, you know, in the, in the scripture it says, she pondered these things in her heart. To me that's beautiful because it conveys that, that important yin and yang, that balance of the mind and the heart to combine those and she pondered these things in her heart. She treasured them. She treasured them. And of course, there's a timing. There's a timing of a birth, right? And it's the baby, biologically, it's the baby that triggers the timing of the birth. But when we're thinking about birthing something new in our life, a change in direction, a change in relationship, timing is a piece of it, right? Absolutely. You know, and so I found myself wondering, where am I with those three T's in my life? As I think about some of the things that, that seem to be moving in me and, and through our community, where am I with those three things? And I ask you to consider the same thing in your life. Maybe as this year is starting to draw to a close and you're thinking about the new year, and maybe as you're feeling like, yeah, maybe we really are coming through this pandemic, that there's something that 
that's wanting to happen. Nod your head if, if you find yourself at all in that place. Something new or something different for you in your life that you're wanting to have happen. And so I ask you, if that's so for you, where might you be with those three T's? How are you with trusting? How are you with treasuring? How are you with timing? Mary trusted, what possibilities? What possibilities do you need to trust in your life? And will you allow yourself to expand into a greater degree of trust? Have you ever prayed for something? Really wanted to bring something forth? And really try to pray through some issue or some problem? And what you get in your prayer is just the words or the sense or the feeling, it's going to be okay. And that's all you get. Nod your head. If you, it's all you get. When you get up from that prayer time, literally or, or metaphysically, when you get up from it, do you actually lean into and trust those words, it's going to be okay? Or do you pick the worry back up right away? I'm not asking you to confess to me. I already know what my answer is. A little too frequently in the midst of meditation, you know, as I'm praying for, for guidance or for an answer or for the next step, sometimes what I get first is, it's going to be okay. It's like, but, but I want more than that. <laughs> and the practice, I think, then is to be able to get up and to step into the next piece of our life with this trust. It is going to be okay. Even if we don't have all of the answers, even if we don't know all of the pieces, it's going to be okay. What are you being asked to trust in your life right now? Are you being able, <clears throat> excuse me, are you being asked to trust that there's an answer to healing your relationship? Are you being asked to trust that there is a really good job for you? Are you being asked to trust that you can get the things that you need that you don't have right now? Are you being asked to trust that there is a significant other for you to partner with in your life? I don't know what you're being asked to trust, but I have to believe that if you're in a community such as ours, that you have dreams and goals, and you are relying at least to a certain extent on your spiritual understanding and practice to help you move through and toward those. Some of what I know to be true when we're asked to trust is we're being asked to trust in more than our own best thinking and more than our own human efforts. There's a piece in the story of, of Mary you may remember, she asked, well, how can this be? How can it be that I am going to, to give birth to, to this baby? How can this, how can this be? The angel Gabriel tells her, you're going to have a child and he will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary, young, says, but how can this be? How can this be? I'm a virgin. The Holy Spirit, he says, will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you for nothing is impossible with God. Now, as I said earlier, I do not believe in a virgin birth. I just don't. 
But that doesn't take away the magic of the story for me because I think that it, the magic is what Mary is being told is the same thing that we are often told. And that is that there is a higher power, there is a higher something, a force for good that can work and move through us that we must not only rely on our humanity to move us through either the difficulties we're facing in our life or the big dreams we're trying to bring forth. Does this make any sense? Do you ever find yourself relying just on your humanity, on your best thinking? And if you have a really good mind, we tend to go there. If you have a very analytical mind, a mind that's able to problem solve really well, that's a gift, that's a blessing. But the shadow side of that is we can rely too much on it that we leave no room for God. It's like we're micromanaging God, right? We gotta give that some space. Mary trusted, Mary treasured moments in her heart, pondered and treasured moments in her heart. When you think of the word and the idea of treasuring something, Take that in for a moment, not just listening to my words, but take it into yourself. What does that feel like? The idea of treasuring something, treasuring a moment, pondering it in your heart. Is it a positive experience? Yeah, I think it is to, to treasure. If you're a parent, can you remember those first moments when they put that baby in your arms, right? Mother or father the treasuring of that, treasuring and savoring something beautiful in your life, maybe a beautiful scene in nature, maybe an exquisite piece of music to just really savor it, to really treasure it. In our journey of birthing something new and different in our life, I think the idea of treasuring is the idea of really being present to the good in the moment. Not being so determined to get there to the end that we delay and postpone any savoring and treasuring and enjoying along the way of getting there. What is the expression that we are to enjoy the journey? Sometimes a problem with words like that is they're so simplistic and we use them again and again that they cease to have the significant meaning that they should have for us. But that whole idea is about treasuring and savoring. Have you ever gone out to a really, really fine restaurant or had somebody make a really delicious meal for you? I'm sure you have. And isn't part of the enjoyment of that really savoring it, really treasuring it. You know, in, in, in certain um, Buddhist practices, there is the idea of, of bringing the savoring, the treasuring, the mindfulness to the most routine acts that we might do, whether it is just sipping a cup of tea. And so Mary treasured, Mary pondered in her heart special moments. And I think we need to remember that too, as we're in the journey of bringing forth a change in our life, a goal, a dream, a healing, something new, something different, something our soul is craving. 
that along the way we want to treasure. And the man, timing. Do any of you try to rush things at all? Do, uh, do any of you have this kind of conversation with spirit or God or whatever you call the infinite where, yeah, 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 but now. Yeah, a few of you can join me in that, right? Yeah, 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 but now. I want it now, right? Sometimes things happen quickly in the twinkling of an eye, but most of the time in my life, and I imagine by your response and yours as well, is that it's not usually in the twinkling of an eye. And here's where the timing is so important. Here's where being all prayed up is so important. To dream, to wonder, to ponder, to trust, and to know that an element of trusting is timing. Just as biologically, physically, it is the baby that determines and initiates the birth process, at least when it happens naturally. That dream, that something that you're wanting to bring forth does have kind of its own timing to it. And how important it is for us to at least be willing to try to pay attention to what that timing is. I'm not going to go into the details of it because it's too long and it's not important. But there's this wonderful thing that started to happen in my life. An idea that came into my mind and heart just a few weeks ago that has not been able to let me go. And as I've been working with this lesson of Mary, I can't help but reflect on how each of these elements is absolutely essential and true for me in this wonderful thing that seems to want to be happening that never in my wildest dreams could I have negotiated or orchestrated on my own. And yet there is a piece of it that scares me to death. A piece of it that logically says, you've got to be kidding. This, and yet there's a timing to this that is beyond exquisite. There is a timing to this. There is an energy to this. There is a movement to this thing that has just accelerated. Have you ever had something happen in your life where it's like all of us and vroom, all of the energy is moving. It's like, wait a minute. I only just, you know, two weeks ago said, yeah, okay, God, I'm listening. But can you slow it down a little? Maybe that's what you get when you've been praying all your life saying, give it to me now. And then when it happens, it's like, wait a minute. That's a little bit faster than I was counting on. Right? <laughs> You're with me, aren't you? Some of you are really with me. So there is this element of timing. And I guess what I'm trying to say is there's our time, which is kind of a joke, and there's divine time, or God time, or universe time. And so when I look at Mary, I'm not Catholic. I don't look at Mary the way my Catholic friends probably do. But I look at her, and I think, oh, if you could only know, and maybe on some level she does, if you believe in infinite, eternal life and reincarnation, maybe in some way she knows the magic of that child 
whatever the stories may have been, whatever's true and whatever was added by those who were trying to manipulate the message of, of Jesus, there still was something in that baby that she held, that she nurtured, that she cared for, that there are people all around the world today that still at least know his name and know something of him and in some way have been impacted. But I think of Mary and I think of the whole idea of giving birth to something important, something precious. So whatever that is for you, whatever that is for you, trust, treasure, and be willing to lean into the timing of it. Namaste.